Hello everybody, it's Thursday the 12th of October and this is Talking Games episode 167. My name is Hugh Parry and this week I am having a nice cosy fireside chat with my good friend Sam Suvak. Hello. And that's it, it's just the two of us. Yep, yep, just us. Screw it, I'm going to do it because Bobby's not here. Just the two of us. (laughs) We can make it if we try, just the two of us, you and I. Right, that was because lovely. Because every time I do that, he um, he cringes, which is actually more reason to do it, to be fair. Does he like that less than puns? Cr- or which ones? What's the preference there? I think puns are, puns are his real kryptonite, but like singing and joy <laughs> are his other ones. <laughs> um. So yeah, this week we're gonna kind of um we're gonna forego the lightning round um form of things. Um and we're gonna talk a bit more in length about um what games we've been playing because we've both got quite a few to discuss. Um I've actually got an entire console full of lots of games to talk about. <laughs> So let me have a look. Purely because I'm incredibly curious about what this is, Sam, and I've never heard of it. (laughs) Talk to us about Spelunker Party Demo. Okay, so um, just the other day I got an email from Nintendo and they're like, hey, there's this demo out. You should play it. It'll be fun. So I said, okay, it's a free demo. I like trying out new things. Um... This is a game that I believe you can play with buddies, uh, either online or in person. I didn't have any buddies to play with, so I had to do it by myself, which was a bummer. Um, Yeah. So you are, I guess, like a little minor person. You're going down into the mines. You are looking for, I don't actually know what the goal is, but I mean, in when you start out, you're looking for little gold treasures, um, getting keys to move on, and getting little collectibles so that you can unlock uh, items to help you along the way. Um, the first thing I'll say about this is the characters in this game have these just little ball hands. They're just like a round little ball for a hand, which is fine. But during like a, the early loading screen, it has just an image of these two female characters standing there and they've got their hands pulled up by their chest and so it looks like they've just got boobs hanging out and I found it very odd I don't um you know I enjoy adult themes in appropriate locations um I thought you couldn't say I enjoy boobs (laughs) well I mean who doesn't really but um (laughs) Yeah, so like you Saints Row 4, you know, you get a dildo bat as one of your weapons. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine, because that's what you would expect from that game. But, you know, like a Nintendo game like this, I kind of, you know, don't want things like that. I want it to be truly like, you know, all ages friendly and not have representations of big boobs just hanging out. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But uh, so we got past that and you get into the game and it's it's pretty unforgiving. So it's like a little platformer. You're just navigating along through uh, these caverns and you have to like jump on vines and climb and do things. Um, But you have to be real precise with your jumps. If you are just like a 
a, a centimeter off, you're going to fall down and die. Um, like a lot of games, you could, you know, kind of walk off the edge and catch the vine as you're falling down. That's a no-go on this one. As soon as you step off the edge at all, you're dead. Like it doesn't even mess with the animation of showing you falling. You're just dead as soon as it happens. So it could be a little bit frustrating. Um, but I was playing, I got a couple levels in and I got to the point where I was like really close, I think, to unlocking a pet because you can get little pets that are going to help you along the way. And I was pretty excited about that. But then I died. Um, you only have a certain number of lives. And once you run out, you have to go back to the beginning and start again. Um, I think it would be a lot more fun with a buddy or multiple buddies. I'm not I'm not sure how many you could get in, but uh, also I think it would be really awesome as a free game. I don't know if I would want to pay to play this game in the future. But while it's a free demo, mm. it's fine. So, I don't know. I'm wondering wondering if it's any relation to Sp Spelunky. That's what I wondered at first, but I've never actually played that game. So, I don't know. Oh my god, Hugh, you've frozen on my screen. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You went a bit funny then. Okay, well, I think you went a bit funny, so we'll just agree to disagree oh, there. We so. both went a bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny all round. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I do that. I do like the sound of that game, but like you say, it is um, games like that are frustrating where they uh, throw you back to the start of the level. Yes. Um, uh, Talking of unforgiving video games, um, I've been playing quite a bit of Cuphead. Ooh, yeah. Um, and if you don't know, Cuphead is the first game from a studio called... I think they're called MDMH. And I think they're li it's literally founded by, like, two brothers. And I think the game in total was made by, by maybe four or five people. Um... And the animation, all the backgrounds and everything in it is entirely hand-drawn. And it's got this really cool, like, retro 1930s um, animation look to it. it um, Hugh, it looks amazing. And, like, when I saw it before, like, I always thought, is Cuphead, like, a new thing? I thought maybe it was, like, an old-school thing that they were bringing back. What, it's just completely new? No, it's completely. It's a completely original um, concept. I, I think the game was originally announced about six, seven years ago, um, and I think it just became sort of like this self-perpetuating oh, beast, okay. as sort of like what they were doing with the game, sort of got more and more sort of uh, kind of like um, No Man's Sky, like as it got more and more notoriety, they just were put in a position where they could do more with it. Um, but whereas with No Man's Sky was a video game that after a few hours, I was just like, I'm bored of this. This isn't what I paid for. Cuphead is exactly <laughs> what I paid for. Um, but yeah, it looks absolutely incredible. Um, it sounds incredible too, like, the soundtrack. Yeah, the, the music is awesome. And it's not as if it's like a small soundtrack either. It's... It's a good like I bought the soundtrack. You can there's a sort of um, I think it's on Bandcamp, and you can it's like a pay what you 
want type deal. Yeah. So I paid like $10 and got the um, like high quality version of it. And it's nearly three hours worth of music. Like wow. there's 50 odd tracks and each of them is like a good sort of three to five minutes long. Um, but if you don't know, Cuphead is it's a run and gun platformer. Um, the crux of sort of like where you advance the story and um, open the world up for yourself is um, in missions where it's purely based around boss battles. Um, and it's kind of like a, a proper like old school boss battle where they've got like multiple phases. Each one is like, I think in terms of like multi-phase boss battles that do like each phase is like massively unique to the next. Um, I think this is one of like the most inventive games of that type I've ever played. Um, and then there's other missions which are, you know, out and out traditional um, platform sort of side scrolling get from a to b um you can you can get hit three times and if you die you're back to the start of the that level. is punishing and oh my god i i don't know it is it's it's a hard video game but um i was speaking to bobby about it because i think bobby has got to the point where i think he's got getting frustrated with it and he's not enjoying the game because he finds it quite difficult which is fine um but um, I'll kind of segue this into um, me talking about the SNES Classic as well. Um, so I picked one up as well. Um, and one of the games that I just I wanted to give a, have a go at on that was Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Because I remember playing it, but I don't remember much about it. But I remember, like, Matt always talks about how Super Ghouls and Ghosts is just, like, this stupidly hard, like... <laughs> frustrating game because the game just is doesn't play very well um and it is like i played it for about 20 minutes half an hour i was like fuck this i'm not <laughs> but this the snes classic is now down to 20 games because i'm completely <laughs> disregarding this one um but cuphead on the other hand is it's a hard game but it plays and controls so well when you do when you make mistakes and you die it's your own fault like it's mm -hmm. it's purely down to how good you are as a gamer and your skills so it's no there's no input lag or anything like that you press a to jump you jump and it's it plays really well so it's it's if you want a video game that tests your skills as a gamer, um, then I highly recommend it. But I also recommend it purely base basically on the fact that it looks and sounds gorgeous, and it's like it's it's a hell of an achievement. It's like it's a brilliant bit of game design. Um, so I've been having great fun with that, and I also did a. Um, what is video for it yep. um which today bobby told me he was struggling to beat one of the bosses or he can't beat one of the bosses and i said which one is it and he was like oh it's the one with the two frogs and i was like oh that's the one i beat on <laughs> on my what is video this is his documentary evidence of be me being better <laughs> at video games than bobby nice so um i did try to give him like 
a negative reinforcement as a way to keep trying. But um, I hope he kind of sticks with it because there's a lot more, like, I think... Even if I don't finish it, I'd like to be able to see all the bosses just to see, like yeah. to see them because the design on them is absolutely awesome. Yeah, I watched like just it, it... your video and they were they were so cool. It's like the one there's like the witch and then like halfway through she turns into this cloud bowl and it's just like crazy. So yeah, it is goofy, and I've seen clips of other ones which are just like even more insane. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. Quick, um, quick, quick, quick question. Um, Go so I know you can do two-player um, local. Can you do online co-op as well? That is a good question. I don't... I'm really not sure. Um, I don't think you can. I think it's local um, because it's like a side-scrolling... I don't know whether it's split-screen or what. Um, but don't quote me on mm, that. I'll have yeah. to... Um, That's a bummer. I'll have to look into that one. If I were going to yeah. play it, I'd want to have a buddy to play with me to help resurrect me mm. every time I die. Um, that would and be also, fun. I would, yeah, I would like totally to sure. see that game on Switch. Um, I think it would be yes. a lot of fun on that. Because it's... I mean, it's only $20 or so, right? On on Steam right now? So, I mean, it's um, a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's, it's reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah. it's... Um, it it is a good deal, and I think it's one of those games. Like I said, I think I can I can understand people getting frustrated with it because it is hard. But if you want to like, it's a game that's worth experiencing with just to see it. Um, I know I know there's plenty of videos out there, but it, it's just a like a really good platforming game. Yeah. Um. So Sam, have you played any Iron Banner before? Um, I, you have on the dock that you've played some yes. Iron Banner. So have so, you played any before? I feel like I have, but honestly, I I don't remember a whole lot from Destiny 1, even though it was really only like six months ago, probably, that I was playing it. Um, But like, I just, I never really understood what was going on in Destiny 1, and I'd go do things, and it was fine, and I never really understood... Um. I think I did become an Iron Lord at one point, but I don't know if that has anything to do with Iron Banner. Probably not. I think That's that was probably just the Rise of Iron. Just the Iron, okay. yeah, the Rise of Iron content. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I got into Iron Banner now in Destiny Two this week, and um, I've I've had fun with it. Um, it's it's all control um, as the game type, which that's probably my favorite. Uh, type but I mean I was saying last night it's it's fun and all but I mean I wouldn't mind if there were like two or three different game types that they would mix and match in there because you know you just keep playing the same mode over and over again it kind of gets old um but so they do the thing where they kind of strip your power levels away to put everyone on a, a more even playing field and um I was really excited at first because I got in there. It was like my second or third round and I don't know, something happened and I was just playing like the best game of my life. Um, there were, you get like challenges for a crucible every day. 
and I, I managed to get all my challenges done. One was to kill five enemies in one life. And I'm like, I'm never going to get that done, but I got it done. And I was just like super cool. excited. I was like, I think Iron Banner might be like my game. Like, this is it for me. This is fantastic. And then I played a few more rounds and got in with like really good people who put me back in my place. So, you know, it comes and goes, but, uh, but it was fun. We're, we're trying to just, you know, get our tokens to get um, the fancy armor. That uh, is, I, I don't understand how it works, because I've gotten three Ingrams from um, Saladin so far, and none of them have had the special Iron Banner armor in them. So I got an exotic helmet, and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. And then they're like, no, that's not it. It'll say that it's part of the Iron Banner armor. So I'm not sure like how much you have to play to start getting the armor, or if it's just random drops. Um but yeah, I think it's similar to the um, how the faction battle was with basically just as you gain the reputation and you decrypt the engrams, it's just sort of random drops basically. So we say like um, there was a certain amount of like future war cult specific guns um, during that event. And they would come with like the future war cult logos on, and then it was like a hood for the hunter and stuff like that. So I think Iron Banner is similar in that respect. It's just a case of sort of like it has its own subset of loot that you can get, but I think it's pretty much random as to um, if you get it or not, which it can be frustrating if you don't have any luck with the uh, the RNG. Yeah, they should mode. increase the probability for the, the fancy armor for that. Because, I mean, a lot of people will get mad if they're getting tons of ingrams and not getting any armor. I'm not super concerned because I'm playing as a hunter, and the hunter armor just isn't that exciting. So I need to it level up. It is a bit up. bland. I know, the hunters have the worst armor always. There's just nothing exciting about it. So I need to get my other characters leveled up so I can start getting some... Uh, some fancy looking armor um yeah. yeah i mean it'll be you'll get other chances to you know get the armor in once the iron banner starts again but you know like you say it would be nice for you to like every time the iron banner's open because i think it's on for what a week i think so it's on until next tuesday so yeah i mean if if you play a decent chunk of it they should at least you know there should be sort of like if you've played 20 matches of the iron banner you should guarantee at least like one like a yeah piece of the armor set i suppose and also if um, you're gonna play a bunch of it they should maybe have a second game mode so that it's not all control yeah. just saying yeah that yeah that can yeah and playing playing the same mode for a week can just get like it yeah. can just get dull i don't yeah. see why it just doesn't they should do kind of like a splatoon thing and just have it rotate every sort of like Maybe not as often as Splatoon, but like just rotate the game mode every sort of, you know, 12 hours or so. Yeah, that'd be it, all right. It, I don't think it would. Yeah, it wouldn't do any harm. I mean, it's a, as long as it's like they keep it to the, um, you know, the quick, quick play. play ones yeah. as opposed to competitive. I think that would uh, be fine. Um, speaking of shooting people in the face, um I, on a whim, with my friend Ori, um, recently picked up Rainbow Six Siege. 
Um, we both played the. There was a free weekend. Um, it was a while ago, probably earlier this year, and we both really enjoyed it. But we kind of like, yeah, it's you know, it's tough. Um, but we both just randomly found ourselves sort of having a bit of an urge to to play it again. Um, so we found it um, on Amazon for fifteen pounds. So we both picked it up, and I gotta say, I'm thoroughly enjoying it um and i'm actually fairly good at it which is a surprise <laughs> um fps games with me i'm generally it's they're a bit hit and miss like um like destiny crucible i'm not too bad at um that just seems to click with me cod multiplayer don't even go there i i just can't deal with that nonsense um but yeah i think this game i think the um the sort of realism of it where you're sort of if you see an enemy you target them and and fire and as long as you get a good sort of three or four bullets into them that's it you've killed them because there's no like it's very sort of um it's not like like say like in destiny people are basically like bullet sponges you've basically you've just got to like pump them full of bullets until they die and they have their shield as well this is um a lot of the time it's like one hit headshot kills um and like if you hit someone in a in a chest a few times that's it um quick question so is yes this uh so this is a multiplayer online yeah it has um it has a single player mode as well, so it has um there's no no story, but there are single player missions called situations, which are pretty cool they basically sort of um they kind of play well they do play like the multiplayer mode in that you're given um like the crux of the game is you're like the this crack team of um commandos um and you either play as the attackers, so you start outside this building. Um, and then there'll be like terrorists inside the building with like a hostage or they'll have a bomb that needs defusing or some sort of like, you know, a, um, like I think the other one is just like this radioactive package or something like that. Um, so you have these situations that you can play through, um, and each one's kind of unique and it gives you like, it has, um, like uh the characters in it are called operatives and there's quite a lot of them so you have like attacking operatives and defending operatives so some of them have like really cool abilities where there's like one guy where um he attaches this thing to like the enemy fortifications and it sort of drills a hole in these fortifications and then it just fires like mini grenades into the room (laughs) through the wall nice um and there's t- there's just loads of them there's there's one guy who um his whole thing is like he's got a um a scope on his gun with um heat vision so basically he could throw a smoke grenade into a room pop this scope onto his gun and he can she can see people whereas nobody else in the room can 
Um, Is is this what um, they call like the the tactical shooter where you have to like plan out your different stuff like that? Okay. It's very tactical. Yeah. I mean, it's like the matches start and you've got um, the initial sort of setup round. So if you're the, the attackers, you have like these little drones on wheels and you drive them into the building that you're um going into and you've got to basically try and find where the enemies are in the building you can mark them but it marks where they are at that specific point so mm-hmm. they can if they've moved from there then you know you you don't know where they are but it gives you their general vicinity um but then you you also the the main thing you want to do with the drones is find your objective so you're not going into the building mm-hmm. blind you kind of know where you need to be um, and if you're defending, <clears throat> you then you have to sort of fortify the building. So you've got like an unlimited amount of these barricades that you can put up. So if you've got a doorway, you basically like put this thing on, on the door, like the frame of the door and pull down these wooden slats. So it just like covers the entire door apart from like this little gap at the bottom. Um, and then you like each character will have like, some of them will have their own thing. Like there's this one dude where he'll put a bag down on the floor and it can, it's full of like um, armor for people. So they all get like 50 hit points of armor before their health starts being taken down. And then there's another guy who has his own like personal shield that he unfolds and puts on the floor. Um, there's one guy who has this thing that you can put on the wall where it, if someone throws a grenade in the room, this thing detects it, flips and shoots the grenade and diffuses it That's before awesome. it goes off. And it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, you can put like booby traps on, on the door. So there's like this, inf- this like infrared beam going across the door. And if they break it, it goes off. But then there's a counter to that. Like there's one character on the like counter terrorist team who has like EMP grenades so you can throw in EMP grenades yeah. in into a room and it'll just blow out all the drones or the like their defenses. Um how long does a match usually yeah. take? Um a match is first two three rounds, so best of five, and around you're probably looking at it probably no more than sort of like five minutes oh, around because okay. it's very quick. That's it's cool. like each each team is five players. Um, so yeah, it's it's really tense and it's it's really really involving and you've got you've got to communicate with um, your teammates. Um, so are you, are you well, going on comms with other people? No. Okay, no. I didn't think my, that my sounded te- like my you. team. I should I should I should clarify <laughs> my teammate. Um, yeah, but. I really like it. Like Ori is like exceptionally good uh first person shooters like Battlefield. That guy is yeah. a fucking savant in that game. He just sees people and kills them all <laughs> over the place. Like he's just ridiculous. Like he'll if if he if we get to the post end game screen and he looks at his um like how he's done and he's got like less than 30 kills and he was like oh that's a bad round for me <laughs> and there's me like yeah i got 12 yeah um, double digits and, yeah and i only died 16 times <laughs> um but even here he was he was saying to me he was like you're actually really good at this game because like my 
reactions to sort of like spot aim and shoot are usually pretty good and fairly accurate mm-hmm. um but it's the ability to maintain accuracy mm, for long yeah. periods because yep. i just start spraying all over the place wildly but that initial burst i'm pretty good at um but yeah i i do recommend it like if you're on a good um like first person shooter that's a bit different to anything else out there that's still getting like really well supported um with tons of content in it um i I recommend it and i i I imagine with like a bigger group of friends it would be like so much fun to play yeah so yeah i've been really 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 enjoying that um i'm also curious sam Mm -hmm. you're just throwing up curveballs to me this week yeah what in the blue hell is project octopath (laughs) So it's it's another free demo that uh, the Switch has. Uh, Project Octopath Traveler, I think, is the the name. Um, so this is it's interesting. So eventually, I think you're going to get to be able to play as eight different characters. Uh, the demo has two that are available from the start. One is like this grizzled old like warrior veteran. I think I didn't play as him. The other is this, uh, young woman named Primrose and she saw her father get murdered by these bad guys. And so she's made it her life's work to go get vengeance. And she wants to track these guys down and kill them. So, um, she is a dancer at the local tavern or, you know, gentleman's club, you might say, um, and it's got really good personality and good story so far. Um, kind of mature themes. Um, but yeah, so I like that. Um, oh, she has this special ability where she can like do a little dance and allure people. And so it kind of like enthralls them and they follow her around and kind of, you know, do what she wants. So... I I immediately got a soldier and got him to follow me around because I'm like, got to have some muscle here. Um, Went into the first dungeon area and um, I had to battle a bat. And this has turn-based combat, which is not my forte. Um, You're not alone there. I'm horrible and I kind of hate it. Um, But so I started fighting this bat and it was fine. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is easy. This is not at all what it's going to be like once we get into it, I'm sure. Um, but they have some like nice little training for you. You get like one or two little enemies that you're fighting, that you're practicing with, and it goes really well, builds up your confidence. And then you get to the first boss battle and you've got a big boss and two minions that are pretty strong. And, um, you know, I went into it with me and my little soldier guy and, you know, at first I was trying to plan stuff out. I'm like, okay, let me use my AOE attacks, kind of get all of them, bring some stuff down, let him come in, use his sword at him. I was making good progress. I think I definitely got one minion killed and I may have gotten the second one, but then I ran out of like my healing potions and I died. And I was like, oh man, cause I, I'd been doing a decent job. Um, but then I had to go back and replay like this cutscene area with lots of dialogue so I had to just keep pushing the button to try to get through it and that was kind of frustrating and then I started the fight again and I died really quickly on that one I was like oh my god and that's when I decided to stop because I didn't want to go through the cutscene dialogue again so 
it's a it's a knee story i think if you like turn-based combat and you can get through that part of it i think you'll really like this game um it's doing some neat things with the story but i just uh i just can't do it i don't have the patience for it so yeah i'm I'm the same with turn-based combat. Like, I had this conversation with Bobby before, and he was like, I'm going to have to ask you on the show sometimes why, like, what your thing is with turn-based combat. And I was like, I honestly cannot explain it. Like, I'm just terrible at turn-based combat. Um, I mean, I just like to run in there with my gun, shoot some stuff, maybe jump or dodge to the side if they're shooting back at me. And I just like that that high action, that that keep going, not like pause, think about it. I can't, you know, I can do one thing, I can attack, and then they're just going to hit me the next time because I can only do one action. It's just like, oh, it's frustrating. Yeah, I think that's part of my thing. It's just sort of like the whole, um, like, the silly thing is, is like, I've played games which are, like, some of my favorite games of all time, like Final Fantasy VII, which is turn-based combat. Um, But, I don't know, I I think I just, like you say, I just prefer to have more of a flow to the combat as opposed to sort of, like, you know, press attack, press select, which attack I would like. Press it, wait for my turn to arrive, I am now attacking you. You have been attacked. Now now I am being attacked, and I am just standing there. Yes, it's just and like you have I... no recourse <laughs> when they're attacking you. You just have to let it happen. Yeah. And like in real mm. life, you would be reacting and trying to block that attack. You can't just sit there yeah. and take it. I don't know. But, yeah, I think it's just not... I, I guess it's just not... So, I, I don't think my shitty attention span helps either. Well, that might be part of it for me as well. So, I, yeah, turn-based combat could be the equivalent of that slow walking and talking that just does me in. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're feeling. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I got battle like I kickstart like backed battle chasers on Kickstarter. Um, so I've been playing that a little bit really recently. I mentioned it before. Um, and that's much the same, but I think, like, so far, the turn-based combat in that isn't too bad because I think it kind of goes easy on you, so I don't know whether it ramps up the difficulty. I think that's the other thing as well, is I get frustrated with it. If I find it difficult, yeah. like you said, I just it's just one of those, like, systems of combat that... Whereas, like, Cuphead, um, obviously, it's a bit, you know, rim, you know, they're two different things, but... Cuphead, if I fail, I just want to be like, I'm I'm going to go again. I, I want to beat this. Like, it kind of becomes, like, this reward for for beating yeah. it. Whereas, like, turn-based combat, when I fuck up at it, I'm just like, I don't want to anymore. Well, no, and, and I mean, I can... Switch the things off. I can get it. Like, you know, you try a technique and you end up dying. You're like, the next time you come back, you're like, okay, well, let's not do it this way. Let's try these other attacks and, and try to go through this way to see if i can do it better and i mean it makes sense um i just don't have the patience for it and i don't want to sit through i mean if if they had if i had died and then it had started right back at the start of the battle i might have tried it another few times but i didn't want to sit through the long cutscene again 
so yeah that's that seems silly that like it forces you to rewatch a, a cutscene. Yeah. Like if it goes back to that, say like if that's where the checkpoint in the game is fine, but we just have like hold whatever button. To yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to keep. I'm gonna have to get into the habit of checking the switch for um, demos because yeah. it does seem like um, compared to a lot of systems, it does have like quite a lot of playable demos on it. Um, yep. Which is good. Like you know, you've tried that game. You know, it's not your thing. You have, you're not lost any money on it, yeah. um, which is like still now. I just wish like PlayStation would just do like Steam does and say, if you bought this game and you haven't played it for any longer than this much, if it's not your thing, just request a refund and you we we'll give you your money yeah. back. I mean that would be awesome. Um, yeah, but I don't think they'll do it anytime soon. So. um I'm not going to really talk about it much because I haven't played it much yet. Um, I picked up Shadow of Mordor yesterday, um, which is the new uh, Middle-earth game. Um, And so far, I like it. Um, I don't think I've got into sort of like where it opens itself up and gives you the things about this one that are, are unique um, it kind of established the whole sort of like thing with the captains where um, you'll go like the open mission you go in and there's like the dudes who you can interrogate and you basically interrogate them. you grab around the neck and then the wraith that lives inside you basically is like tell me about this person and then you just yep. get like these this screen where these silhouettes come up um, and you can select whichever captain you want and they'll give you intelligence on them. So they all have a weakness. So like the first one I came up against, go on, Sam. Okay, just checking. That sounds exactly like the first game. To an extent, yes. Um, <laughs> but I think I think eventually this game will become a lot about like recruiting people and okay. building an army. Okay. I think that's what, what this this one is is going to do differently but i haven't i haven't got that far yet um and it's just like it's ridiculously brutal when you've like finished um interrogating people you just like squeeze their neck until their head pops basically lovely like that's fucking cool um (laughs) but yeah it's like still got a lot of the um similar traits to the first game where like some of the the dialogue between the orcs as you're sort of like creeping up on them is just like hilarious. Like there was this one, um, there was this one group of orcs and this guy was talking about how he had an argument with his wife because she couldn't find her hairbrush. <laughs> um, but she, and she thought he like, he'd moved it and he was like, but I have, I didn't move it. She just put it <laughs> where she doesn't normally keep it. And I keep saying to her, put your hairbrush in the same place all the time. And it'll never go missing. But, you know, it was like, oh, so I'm out of you guys now. Everything will probably be fine. <laughs> and it was just like hid, hid in this grass, just like, it's really not going to be fine, mate. You're going to be uh, decapitated shortly. And then I crept up on him and slit his throat. Nice. Um, but yeah, it looks like, it looks really nice, that game. The locations in it look gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I've just got to the point where it like opens out the first... Um, location for you and it looks like there's quite a bit to do in it um but i'll speak about it more 
at length once I've got a bit further into it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to see what you end up thinking about it and how different it is from the first one. Because um, when I played the first one, I, I loved it. I was so enthralled with that game. I was like, this is one of my favorite games of all time. And I loved it so much that I got close to the end and was like, I don't, I don't want to finish this yet. I don't want it to be over. So I took a little break, probably a couple, two or three months maybe. Um, and then I decided to come back and finish it. And when I came back to finish it and I started playing it, I was like, huh, this, this all seems really repetitive. And it wasn't as fun as I remembered it being the first time I played it. And I just kind of lost my affection for it. So mm -hmm. since then, I haven't been too excited about the second one. So I really want to see if it's if it's going to be something new or if it's going to be really similar to the old one. And maybe I'm I'm ready to to play that style again and and get back into it. Because I mean, I had tons of fun at first. So I, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I like I I think I got kind of got burned out on kind of like the kind of game where you're like here's a new area find the tower if you defeat the tower you will then remove the fog on the map and you'll see where everything is and then you go around and complete all the missions in that area and then you'll unlock the next area and you repeat it again yeah um and i think the game that kind of um broke me on that was um infamous second son um like i did find that side of it i didn't enjoy it in the first one whereas the thing that i enjoyed about the first one was like i think it was kind of like it was kind of like lord of the rings does the arkham yeah. games and i just love the combat in it like i still don't um the combat so far i still don't think it feels quite as refined as um rocksteady got it with um the arkham games especially in arkham knight it just doesn't feel like it has that sort of flow to it um and i think that's probably because you're using weapons as opposed to it being you know fists and kicks um so it just doesn't seem to like have as much impact but um yeah i think like i'm interested to find out like you say sam i I want to get to the point where I think there is that whole thing about like you have to plan sieges on you build an army and there's like a, a castle or something you need to take over and you plan a siege on it and stuff like that. And I think like um, certain orcs are more suited to attacking certain places than others and stuff like that from what I've seen. So I think once that element comes into it, I think, Maybe that, that'll be where the game comes into its own. Um, so, moving on. Tell us more about Agents of Mayhem. All right. I am just loving this game. Um, I, I, I understand some of the complaints now. Like, the more I've played, like, I've been doing a lot of the layers. And once you get in there, it's like they're dungeons. Um, it's, it's pretty similar. Like, we're just talking about, you know, you're doing the same thing. Um, that kind of gets repetitive um but there's a lot of other stuff to do in this game i'm still in the process of unlocking all the agents and so far there have only been there's really only been one that's been kind of boring this yeti kind of ice man he wasn't too interesting but uh the rest of the stories for the people have been pretty interesting um 
so I'm looking forward to getting the rest of those unlocked. And then I was just the other day, I was just playing, I'm just running along the rooftops looking for chests and these collectibles. And I'm like, this is fun. This is relaxing. And it was like, you know, if I get bored, I can just pull up a mission and go do something specific. Um, but I like the flexibility of just having the open world to just run around and do stuff um, or or follow, follow the path that I'm given. Um, one thing that's really cool, like you'd mentioned in one of the games, that, uh, your Rainbow Six Siege, I think the, the sometimes you have to rescue hostages. Um, so that's yeah. that's something in this game too. There's just these little mini quests where you have to go rescue someone and pretty much they're people like tied to this bomb. And so you have to go put some of your like sci-fi tech on them to protect them and then you explode the bomb. And when you do that, this tech like pops this big bubble around them and so it's like they're in a giant hamster ball and just <laughs> as soon as that happens they're like bouncing around in this ball and they they don't come out of it they just keep bouncing around and so you can like hit them and like shoot them and like direct their ball all around the city for as long as you can uh until it just that like starts amazing. it's so fun and then like sometimes it'll <laughs> just go crazy and it'll go way off and you won't be able to catch up with it um but it's just like crazy weird stuff like that that's a lot of fun um oh i finally did the trophy there's a trophy for hitting a ramp with your car and doing a 360 in the air and i tried for a really long time to get that and i couldn't ever could never quite get the height so i had to do a little google there to see and someone showed me where a big good ramp is so i got that and did my 360 so i was really excited about that um, but yeah, this game also is really good about giving you trophies like quite often. So uh, that makes me happy as well. So I mean, it's I can see people might get bored with it. Um, but I like the personality of it. I like the personality of the characters. And I'm just having a lot of fun with it. So yeah, I think like, one of my friends has it. Um, and he says it's, you know, it's the the amount of characters it has and with the fact that it sort of gives you to them gives them to you gradually mm -hmm. um it like that's what kept him yeah. sort of involved in the game was that he like he was looking forward to like getting the new characters and stuff um but yeah as i think it might it might be a game that i'll tr i'll try out at some time when there's a lull but um yeah. with how how video games are these days i'm not even sure we're gonna get the lols anymore like the summer lol this year just didn't happen it yeah. just wasn't a thing this year um so we'll i'll talk about one more thing and then we'll do a listener question or okay. two um so um the battlefront beta was mm. um over the weekend um i got into it a few days early because I am insane and love Star Wars <laughs> and I pre-ordered the crazy big um like 90 pound all singing all dancing edition um and based on and based on like when you make your pre-order and how you knew about things I mean I'd say that would make you a bigger Star Wars fan than Matt Wood who didn't know the beta was starting I would guess. Yeah, that would that would appear to be the case. Okay. Just just checking. Although 
Um, I will not at any point willingly enter into a trivia <laughs> quiz against him. Fair enough. Because, purely because of who he's married to. Yeah. Yep. Because Mara is kind of like my my Star Wars sage, shall we say. Um, like, I know my stuff. Mara knows her stuff. I mean, Matt, Matt probably had, stuff. he probably had to take some type of Star Wars test to make sure he was fully knowledgeable before she would be willing to enter into marriage with him. I would just guess. It's I don't enough. know. So, I mean, I'm sure he knows it's, his stuff now. It's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have varying, like, conflicting sort of feelings towards it, like, Gameplay wise, fantastic. Um, like the, it's the one time I ever found myself, and I, I felt a bit bit sick to be honest when I thought it. The game loaded up the first time, when I into my first round of Galactic Assault, and I went, "Ooh, Naboo looks cool," and I kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I, I can't believe i just i can't believe i just thought that Hugh, I can't it's, I just it's thought okay that. it's okay to take some it's enjoyment not... from things that happened in the prequel it doesn't make you a ma- bad person it's it's perfectly acceptable we're back to differ on that one <laughs> um <laughs> if anybody yeah i i love the prequels i detest them but no like the this game is gorgeous. Like, if these the levels in that they put in this um, beta or anything to go by, this game is going to be stunning. Like, probably one of the best games, if not the best game looking game you can play on console. Um, but yeah, like I say, gameplay wise, it's fantastic. Like, feels very much like the first. Um, but whereas the first one was just basically you're either good guys bad guys and you have whatever shooty things they give you based around that um this one has um kind of like the battlefront or battlefield rather um like class-based system so you have four classes um assault heavy officer and specialist or special yeah, specialist something that would be in special anyway um and each one has their own uni- unique abilities like the officers are very sort of like if you're near an officer they have like effects they can have on you like they'll um they can make your health bar fill back up if you've taken some damage quicker or um, they'll scramble the senses of people who like enemies who are around so you can't be detected if you're nearby um, like heavy class you've just got like a big sort of um, machine gun blaster thing um, and then you've got the star cards and I really like what they're doing with the star cards in this game there's a lot more depth to them and each type of star card has three levels so you've got gold, silver and bronze um, and you can upgrade the the cards but like i really i like the assault mode it's you know pretty some you know it's just sort of taking what they did with walker assault in the first game and kind of just 
putting different aesthetics on it, I guess. Um, so this one is called Galactic Assault, and it's like the map was you're on Naboo, there's this massive tank heading towards this palace. Um, the clone troopers have to pick up like an ion cannon to shoot shoot the tank with, lowers, lowers its shields, and then you have to attack it, try and destroy it. <clears throat> and then you'll either destroy it before it gets to the palace, but if it reaches the palace, it'll then destroy the entrance of the palace, which then starts another phase. Um, and depending on how much damage the tank has taken, you'll then your team will then have a certain number of lives to complete the next two phases. Um, and I quite I quite liked that um, that way of doing it. Um, and you said yourself, Sam. I think like I kind of understand. Like it took me a few rounds to kind of get what was going on. Um, and it's not it doesn't do a very good job at all of like no. you've just got like these two little icons either side of the screen is like here's an ion cannon pick me up um, well, and- the first time i played that one i was um on the attackers i guess but when you're attacking it's your job to go find the ion cannons but then defend them not pick them up and use them so I was just really confused about what was going on because I like I saw where I was supposed to go with these and then I'm like I'm just supposed to stand here and not use this I don't understand what's happening and then later once I was on the opposite side and I was defending the palace like it would say here are the two doors to defend but I would get so lost inside there I would not be able to find where that marker was I'd keep like running into walls and being like I don't know where I'm supposed to go so I had a lot of trouble with that but mm. yeah I kind of I can understand that um but yeah and then there was the other mode which was um I can't Strike? remember exactly what it was called the strikes yes yeah. um which was 8 versus 8 um and that was pretty cool um it's basically you have stormtroopers who have to steal this artifact and get it to their base type thing and you're the um the rebels who have to stop them from doing it that mode was quite fun as well um yeah, and then there I was like sort that of one like better. the um the sort of space battle ones with the the ships and i just that just isn't for me i don't like it i tried it a few times it plays fine the no co- it doesn't the controls are weird as fuck um like i felt like my brain was gonna dribble out of my nose the first time i played it because i was just like i i don't understand like yeah. why is my movie thing on all on one side of the stick and the other one does nothing um it was just weird it was weird Um, and i do not agree with them taking the evasive maneuvers off just default abilities and making those star cards i need my barrel roll and my evasive abilities like at all times i do not approve that yeah and the star cards are kind of where like um an issue of mine like I said, I like what they're doing with them in the gold, silver, and bronze, and the depth that they have. Like the fact that there's so many, you can tailor your loadout better. But I do agree with that whole thing. Like a big part of those battles with the spaceships is, you know, be it, if somebody targets you, 
um, with a missile and they've locked on and they fire it. You're screwed. Unless you've got that star card, you're screwed. Like it should, it shouldn't give you it's not cool. like it shouldn't and, put you in that situation. And one thing Cody but was saying vo- that um, like this is is going to have microtransactions where you can buy extra crates to get extra loot card loot. Uh, I can't talk. Um, star cards. So the crates will yes. give you star cards, and so you can just pay to get a bunch and get better abilities. So then you're going to be way overpowered than people who are just coming and playing and getting stuff as they yeah. earn it. So that and that's, sucks. That's where my worry for this game lies is that I'm worried that it could err on the side of pay to win mm-hmm. um, type thing. Um, I, I don't, I've got no issue with there being like, there's, there's nothing much in the way of cosmetics in this game. Like you've got like victory poses and stuff like that. Um, but being able to pay money to get star cards and the sort of like um, scrap parts or whatever they're called in a minis game, which you can use to craft um, like modifications for the weapons. Like some of the weapons have like three modification slots. I, I mean, I don't know if you'll get star cards and that from these crates that you can buy with real money but right now it seems that that's the case and that to me just is wrong pay to win on a console game like pay to win on mobile games is fine because as far as i'm concerned for the most part most mobile phone games exist to turn you upside down shake you by your ankles and empty your pockets um but in a console game pay to win just should not be a thing um, yeah, so especially as much as as we pay for the game just on its own. Um, exactly. Th- it would be interesting if uh, if this develops, if instead of having like, you know, Overwatch has like skill ratings and so they will match you with people of equal skill. It would be interesting if like this would start matching you with people who have spent similar amounts of money as you rather than just putting people who are going organic versus the people who've paid lots of money you know separate those out let them let them do battle with other people like them yeah i mean either that or give like have the star cards have like a level restriction on them so unless you're sort of level 20 or level 30 or whatever you can't use like a gold level star card or something like that um so the matchmaking will put you with other people who are around yeah that level who will then in theory have that level star card as well so it always tries to keep it as as much of a level playing field as possible you would like to think that the the matchmaking would be smart enough to do that which the technology exists to do that um but that is my concern um but i am very excited for this game like i'm super excited for the um the campaign mode and um kelsey texted me earlier on saying that she's being sent by girls on games to Mon- um ea montreal oh wow to for um this press event for the single player mode i was like damn you oh that's so exciting so I, I said to her i was like if uh what's her name janina, janina gavankar if she's there oh my yeah, god that would like, be insane if she was there i was like if you don't say hi and get a photo of her Yes. For me, then 
we're no longer friends and she was like oh my god she's so hot i was like she really is um <laughs> well she's just so but, enthusiastic yeah. and excited that it's contagious i know i mean even like if you weren't she came excited out the the stage at like e3 i think yes. it was e3 and she yes. had that like custom made dress on which was like made to look like she was in a, like her first order yeah armor. i was just like this lady is fucking awesome like she's been given this job and she is going like all the way with it yes and like she is just like uber geek yes and she's just like she's so cool um but yeah i'm i'm very excited for this game like it looks like it has the depth that the first one didn't which was what the f- problem with the first one was yeah. like it was a good video game it played really well but it it was just bare bones and i don't think that the like the season pass didn't not even that went anyway to sort of like correcting that but yeah We'll soon come mid-November. Right, we'll finish with one quick question. Um, Kelsey says she asked this for a friend, but I'm not sure if she was, you know, being... Friend in quotation marks? Yes. Um, What is a game that everybody should play by the end of 2017? Sam. I think I can kind of predict what yours might be. Can you predict that I'm going to say I can't pick just one? I have to list two at least. <sighs> oh, God. Well, I figure... If... Let me guess. Okay. One is Horizon Zero Dawn. My God, you're such a good guesser. I don't even know how you could come up with that. That's amazing. I know. I mean, it Shock is, horror. in fact, Horizon Zero Dawn. That is just such a fantastic game um i mean i was sold the moment i heard that you're fighting robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow um and then it's just got this amazing story if they with the latest update i think they've added that thing where you can just do kind of more of a story playthrough and not have to mess with the combat so if it's if it's yes. too hard if you're you're not into it uh you can still experience the whole thing um without having to deal with that and i think it's amazing that they they did something like that just to make this game as fully accessible to as many people as possible. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, I think Hugh agrees with me that this is a fantastic game. It, it really is. Like, it's... Um, when I finished it, I was like, this game is a massive spanner in the works as far as, like, what takes my top spot for game of the year. Yeah. Um, it's It's brilliant. Like for like the open world sort of games with like the rpg elements like that these days are sort of ten a penny but Mm -hmm. for one to have such a good story like that and for it to like it takes its time getting going but that's not not a bad thing because by the time the story does properly start opening itself up and when it does you're still a good five or six hours from the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be like at the level that the game sort of gets you to um, when it does it. Um, but it's brilliant. It's such good writing. Like the the emotional impact at the end of that game yes. was just so good. It's such a good story. And also just the fact that we have such a wonderful, strong female protagonist that we get to play as. Aloy is 
a great character and mm-hmm. I feel very lucky that we have her. Um, but then also just there's quite a diversity of characters in the game, the NPCs that you interact with. And, and that was wonderful to see as well. Just seeing all different kinds of people represented uh, honestly and, and just like positively. So that made me feel good. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like Aloy is just like in terms of like female characters that have just agency just oozing out of every pore. Like she comes up to, up against people who just like give a shit. Like they'll talk down mm-hmm. to her as if she's like like mud on their boots, and she just shouts them down every time, and she's just so like sassy and she's just a complete badass and she's just you know she's not sexualized in any way like her armor is just like Mm -hmm. it looks practical and she's not dressed like it's cheesecakey in any way she's just like a badass person and it's brilliant and like you say the 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 depth of diversity in that world is just like there's all kinds of everybody. There's characters that look like they're Native American. There's characters that look like they're sort of East Asian. There's, you know, characters that look like they could be from, you know, the Middle East and stuff like that. And there's just all kinds of everybody. And there's, it's not just Aloy in it as well, who's a good female character. Like the mm-hmm. a big part of the game is the fact that there's this like tribe of people who are run by a matriarchy and Mm -hmm. it's just really cool to see i mean they're a bit bonkers but you know they're (laughs) a matriarchy nonetheless you know they they worship them they worship a a robot in a mountain which is did you ever go find petra forge woman not yet no i've looked up where to go for it and i will Um, she's my favorite the the final few scenes in the game just kind of like I'm just I don't think I'm ready for more sadness from it. Oh, I was just like it's such a, yeah. a lovely moment at the end of the game. Yeah, well, this will make you happy and it'll be fun because they're great together. Oh. So, oh, I remember. Yeah, yes. sorry, I was thinking of the um those like vision things you can look no, at but no, yeah no, no, i need to go oh no that, that thing no 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 this is just no, a you're about the lady who like crushes on aloy oh my god time, she's so you? in love with aloy and it's fantastic i love it so. <laughs> well rightly so i mean everybody uh, pretty much everybody in that game is in love with aloy so yeah she's essentially like future dino- dinosaur fighting wonder woman pretty much yeah yep to see her is to love her um <laughs> All right, Hugh, you want to tell your game and then I'll come back to my other one? Yes. Um, I think mine, in terms of games this year, that are just, I can unequivocally say that is just completely essential to anybody is um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, that video game just blew me away. Um, For Nintendo to take... An existing franchise that's been around for years and just take what it does and do something completely new with it um, and nail it was just fantastic. Like, there's just such a 
an amazing sense of adventure in that game. It just encourages you to explore and it just it rewards you pretty much every sort of where you go like every time you walk into a new area on that in that game something will happen you're like oh that's that's cool what's that and like you'll just be wandering around and like a shooting star will just randomly drop from the sky and you're just like huh i've never seen that before or you'll be running along and like a massive dragon just flies through the sky and it was just like the first time i saw her i was like holy shit that's amazing um and it's just like an incredible achievement in des- like game design. Um, it's got a really good story. It's not like you know fairly as far as Zelda goes. It's got a, a, a fairly deep story, but still not you know it's very surface level. There's not much depth to it. Um, but in terms of a game that challenges you, not majorly it's it's tricky in parts but it's super rewarding and there's some brilliantly designed puzzles like most of the shrines and there is one exception which is that fucking tilty one motion control Um, it's the worst um like the design on most of the shrines in that game where the where they're puzzle based is fantastic and the dungeons um the way you do them and uh, that whole thing around that and then it culminates in like some cool boss battles i i loved it and the final boss battle is like probably actually fairly simple compared to some of them that visually it's just phenomenal um and i was just like blown away by that game but like i said there's other games which are vying for my top spot for game of the year but i think in terms of right now the game that ekes being essential is zelda so what's your other one sam um it's it's butterfly soup i think i talked about it last week um it's it's a pay what you want game so you can play for free um and it's just a story about these four asian american uh ninth graders um coming into their own and just they're the best characters in the world their interactions these girls are fantastic it's so entertaining and just if you want like a feel-good uh game you should definitely check it out there's no reason not to you could get it for free it's it's great so everyone should should check that one out steam or no it's just you you google butterfly soup game and it's just this this website and you can just download it from there directly so oh okay cool yeah yeah it's really cool i think it's made by a woman named brianna lee lay l-e-i i don't know how to pronounce that i'm sorry um but yeah it's it's just great so that's mm. a, i did like yeah. the sound of it from when you were speaking about it before yes it sounds fun yes. like you say free is a good price yes, oh, you pay can't what you pass want. it up yes i mean you I could mean, even yeah. play it and, and go back and pay what you want yeah. According to how much you enjoyed and, it. And uh, there's an art book that if you pay $5, you unlock the art book as well. So you can go ahead and get that as well. So, But yeah, it's it's oh, great, guys. Cool. Do it. I'll have to check that out. Yes. So that wraps this episode of Talking Games up. Um, you can find us on YouTube wait, wait, at wait. Oh, wait. YouTube. Oh, wait. Hugh, 
I oh no, to... I've forgotten your Friday fight night. Yeah, Fright Night Friday. Um, so we're doing horror streams on Fridays. Uh, this is an extra special Friday, you guys, because it is in fact Friday the 13th. Um, so that evening at, oh my god, 9pm Eastern, uh, Cody and I are going to be streaming the game Friday the 13th. We've got uh, Megs and Eric who are going to be joining us. We would love to have some more people join in with us. So if you're interested, go ahead and, and reach out to us. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at SKSUVAK. And just uh, let me know if you want to come play with us. Um, but that's not all. So since we're doing that in the evening... And Evil Within 2 comes out that day, and I'm really going to want to play it. Uh, I'm going to be playing it at midnight Friday morning. So technically, it's 11 p.m. Central Time for me. So I'm going to be streaming that. Um, so you get like a double feature, Evil Within 2 and then Friday the 13th. So it should be a lot of fun and a lot of scary, spooky stuff for you. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Although I will be in, I will be in bed for most of that. To be fair. That's fair. That's fair. Although, actually, when you start streaming... Evil Within, you could be waking up. Yeah. I'll probably be getting up for work. It's the perfect way to start your so, day. So, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll sit with my bowl of crunchy nut cornflakes half awake in my living room. Yeah. Um, watching, watching you stream. So, yeah. So, there is that. Um, yeah, I'll... I was hoping to be able to play with you guys, but it'll be a bit late. Yeah, that's so, okay. Hey ho, I'll j I'll just watch it on on the YouTube's. Yeah. Speaking of which, you can find us on YouTube at youtube dot com slash talking games videos. You can find us on Twitch at twitch tv slash talking games. Um, you can contact us long form. Email is games at talkingcomicbooks dot com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkinggamespc. And on the Twitters, we are at talking underscore games. And um, don't forget, you can go on the Extra Life website um, if you want to sign up and join our team. Um, search for the Talking Comics team um, and you can join up. Um, basically when you join up it'll ask you if you want to play as an individual or play as a team if you select play as a team find talking comics select that you can play and whatever people people can still donate against, against your name but whatever you um, raise will go against our team goal um, so you basically select one of the children's network um, Children's Miracle Network of hospitals that you want to support and what you raise will then help them. So, you know, it's all for a very good cause. Um, we're yet to sort of thrash out the finer details of when we're going to be doing things and what exactly we're going to be playing. Um, we are aiming to do the raid in Destiny um, at some point, um, but it's quite lengthy. So, but... We'll, once we know what exactly we're doing, we'll let everybody know. Um, but yeah, if you want to join us, that would be amazing. But if not, please donate. Like, even if it's just a dollar, every little helps. It it would be amazing if you could spare us a few pennies. Um, so you can find me on the Twitters 
at h underscore paz. Sam's already given her handle, but she's going to give it again just for... Just in case you weren't paying you know, attention. So it's Yeah, and you should follow S- Sam because she's very nice. Eh, I'm all right. Sometimes I'm a little... I give lectures, so you got to watch out, but... Yeah. All right, it's at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're nice. They're friendly lectures. I mean, to be fair, I've been getting my own lectures now. Sarah has been giving me quite a few lectures from these Sam Spook Sarah videos. Um, so yeah. I, I really felt Sarah like a has bad a person. Of, she has a habit of calling me young man and I'm older than she is. So she needs to <laughs> stop that shit. But <laughs> I texted her. I was like, what was, what was the first game you played? The first episode you did? What was the first game you did? Oh, um, oh my God. Oh, fuck. Um, drawn to death. That was it. Yeah. I, I texted her. I was like, Sarah, you're the only person who's managed to do a voiceover for Drawn to Death and have it sound a little bit sexy. Because she's got <laughs> like that English Rose accent. Yes, she does um, have the best what, voice. I mean, if someone's going to be yelling at me, I, I mean, I'd prefer it to be her. So that's fair. Yeah. Which, don't let it deceive you because she's... Very much not an English rose. She's <laughs> she's got she's her a thorns. Wild child, that one, yeah, <laughs> she is crazy. So yes, that wraps it up for this episode of Talking Games. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Hugh. And thank you to all of you. Until next time, be good to one another. <laughs>